ABC Tonight, the next chapter of The Bachelor journey begins. Welcome to Listen to Your Heart. Listen to your heart. 20 single musicians look for the perfect duet. When she sings to me, it just leaves me speechless. Will a passion for music lead to a lasting love? I've dreamt of being with somebody who shares the same passion that I do. Or end on a sour note? It's no fun singing a love song when you're not in love. The Bachelor presents Listen to Your Heart, a six-episode event, tonight at 8, 7 central on ABC. Discover personally how the Word of God can affect a change in your life through the ministry of Bishop Dykewood Mills. Dykewood Mills is the founder of the Lighthouse Chapel International denomination with over 3,000 branches worldwide. He is a healing evangelist and an author of several best-selling books. He is also the pastor of the First Love Church, a campus ministry with over 500 branches. The First Love Church is a vibrant church with young, energetic people full of first love for the Lord. Now listen to Dagwood Mills. That draws us to Hallelujah. Amen. Give the Lord a mighty shout of praise. Hallelujah. I believe with all my heart that God has decided to be kind to you this week. This week you are receiving a good testimony. This week you are receiving a blessing. Every declaration that has been spoken over your life, you are receiving it this week. If you believe it, shout, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to read our first testimony um, from a sister in church. Her name is Charity. She's from the Sacrament Center. I want to share my testimony about how I received healing when I was watching the Healing Jesus campaign live from Sishri Asawinso via Facebook Live. For some time now, I've been, I've been in severe pains in my left breast and a burning sensation around my armpit area. I didn't know the campaign was ongoing around that time because I am in Kintampo writing an exam and the network over there is very poor. I was online when I saw Healing Jesus Crusade was live. I watched only the opening prayer and the, of the campaign and the network started messing up as usual. So I went offline. Later, I decided to go online again and try again. By the grace of God, I was able to watch the prayer for healing. As the prophet was praying, he mentioned that there is someone who has a lamp in the breast and God is touching you now. Though my mind was not a lamp in the breast, but just pains in my breast and a burning sensation, I believed in the prayer so much that because I felt it was related to my breast and I must receive my healing. Suddenly, I felt something moving in my breast area where the pain was. And suddenly, the pain vanished just like that. Hallelujah. As I'm speaking to you now, I feel no pain, nor do I feel any burning sensation. Though I was not in Sishri as I went, so the prayer was not even for my pain. But I believed and I got an instant healing. I'm so excited about this healing. I want to thank God for healing me through the prayers of the prophet. And I want to encourage everybody to stay in touch, to like the prophet's page on Facebook and to follow. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a mighty shout of praise. As you stay connected, you stay connected to the power, you stay connected to the anointing. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. I want us to receive Jemima to share the second testimony. Jemima Inku from the Greater Love Gospel Choir. Oh, do it better for her. Keep clapping, keep clapping. Hallelujah. Jemima, tell us what has God done for you. Amen. Amen. Um, 
I'd like to thank God for um, delivering me from an accident that happened last week Saturday. Okay. So it was last week Saturday, I was on my way to rehearsal, and I decided to pick some, pick some people up because we're not answering their calls. So I got to a certain junction, and I was taking a detour to my left. Um, there was a taxi driver. He gave me green lights to come, to cross. So as I was branching, a motorcyclist overtook him and crashed into my car. Like, remember, when I say crashed, he removed the whole bumper. My bonnet was smashed. It was crushed. And they flew over my car, like literally, they bumped, he and the passenger bumped and fell about six meters or 6.2 meters away from my car. So then... How did you estimate the point two? But anyway, (laughs) they fell away from your car. They fell away from my car, but between six and 6.2 meters. What happened to you? Nothing. At that point in time, my mind was just blank because I was like, hey, I'm going to pick some people for rehearsal. And as I'm going, like, I've already killed people because we're not moving. When they fell to the left, they weren't moving at all. Then I was just there in the car, so tense. So I tried opening my door, but it wasn't working. Now, this is the miracle that happened. As I was trying to open the car, it wasn't opening. I realized that there was a crack in my windscreen, like it broke into two. So then I was much more anxious and scared and panicking. Then people came around. But they didn't see me at first. They saw the people on the ground. Then I was just trying to shake my car and move it to give, like, to give signal that I'm still in the car. Then people came and opened the car for me. When I came out, like, my car was totally destroyed. But I went to the people. And the second part of it was that they, there was nothing wrong with them. Wow. There was not a single thing wrong with them. Wow. The motorcyclist just had a scratch, a bruise on his knee. And the passenger just twisted his ankle. Like the when I turned around, the way I, the state of my car was very different. If there are pictures around of it, the, the my car was like messed up totally, totally. And I really thank God for everything, for protecting me, because it, I just believe it's the prophecies and the prayers mm, of our daddy. Mm. That's keeping us safely. Because it gave me a shock. Hallelujah. The Bible says, no weapon fashioned against you will prosper. Anything the enemy has designed, orchestrated, planned for you this week or any coming week, you are escaping because of the prophecy that has gone over you. So, Jemima, what do you have to say? Um, I'd like to say that no matter how far you are, how close you are, just believe in the prophecies and the prayers. Be sensitive to them. The fact that you haven't experienced an accident or anything doesn't mean that it's not activated in your life. It's actually on. It's just that when the devil is trying to tempt you in a certain way, Jesus in a certain way, it just manifests itself. So just be connected. Believe in the prayers. Don't take anything for granted. And God would save us all. I'd like Amen. to thank Daddy for everything, for praying for us and everything that he has done and for allowing God to use him and to save us. Amen. Put your hands together for that powerful testimony. Let's welcome Samuel Owusu from Anakazo Bible School to share his great change testimony. How God turned his life around completely. Amen. Sammy, tell us what has God done for you. Um, my name is Samuel Owusu and I'm from Anakazo Bible School. And I'm here to share my testimony about how God changed me from um, worldly life. Amen. Amen. So, I grew up in a 
I grew up in um in a village in a village with my grandmom because I lost my mom at the tender age of 5 and I didn't know my dad. So life was not all that easy for me. I was living more like a street life until I met guys who were into fraud business. If I say fraud, some some used to say sakawa or like scamming. So as a guy in the village, I knew a lot of people who were into this kind of juju things. So I used to link them to the people who used to do this kind of juju things for them for them to be able to get money from their clients that they used to chat with them. So your work was to find link sakawa people to juju men. Yes, please. Because you were from the village, you knew a lot of juju people. Yes, please. So you find the sakawa people and link them to the juju people. Yes, please. Where sakawa means fraud. Fraud, internet fraud. Okay. Okay. So one occasion I took them to um, northern region and it worked for them but they didn't give me the money that I was expecting to get from them. So I became bored. So I decided not to work for them again. So I moved into the Galamsey work. So in the Galamsey work it was working for me because I was seeing a lot of money. One day I had the opportunity to get a nugget on the floor. If I say nugget I mean there are some gold nugget means it's like a stone, big small one. And when I sold it, I got a lot of money. So I was when I got that money, though I was fornicating, but it was not all that much until I got a lot of money. So I was more into the fornication. Uh, if I'm not lie, the fornication, fornication. If I'm not lie, I have slept with even more than 200 ladies. Yes, because I was having Shout a lot of mercy. Yeah. And what yeah. happened? Yeah, so in in the course of doing that i was smoking taking in tramadol capsule and i became more like a junkie man until one day i had a call that my grandfather has passed away so i need to come back to the village you had a call that your grandfather had passed yes please so you left and came to the village yes please wow, so when happened? i went to the village after the funeral a friend of mine who came back from um Libya he was having a mobile money and he asked me to take care of the mobile money for him so as i was working for him one day i was walking in town and i met a pastor called pastor Nentechi who was i mean taking care of a branch church in my village called Bonyu in Ejira and so he met me and he invited me to church and i was like hey i just met you and you you didn't even talk about anything and you are inviting me to church how but when i left him i feel like i have to obey the invitation so i accepted it and i went to the church that was on the 21st may 2017 so when i went to the church he was preaching about one of a prophet's book called um, how to be born again and avoid hell the things that the pastor was preaching about was like if you don't accept christ if you die you will go to hell and it was like i'm watching a, a horror movie so i didn't want to go to hell because the things that he was saying was so wild and i i can't afford to go there so when he finished preaching I, i was scared and i was moved so i was like i know at times when preachers preach they say um if you want to give your life to christ come on so that we will leave you to christ so i was praying my heart that the, the preacher would do the same thing because I, i didn't want to go to hell so when he finished immediately he said if you want to give your life to christ come out and we will lead you into prayer so i came out Uh, he prayed with me i gave my life to christ and from since that day i became a church boy and i was in the church oh put your hands together for jesus so you left your old life and you moved completely to the church yes please i didn't know how how but 
I realized that the things that I was doing way, way back, I was not doing them again. Um, so I was working in the church, and by the grace of God, our bishop, Bishop David Ashon, they are building a lighthouse school in Nigeria. So I was always with him, working in the, in, the, in the building, working, working, working. And one day, I had a personal counsel with him, and he told me that he can see the call of God upon my life. So if I am interested, he wants to send me to the Bible school, and I will be trained to become a pastor. And I don't know, but I felt in my spirit that, yes, I, I, I would love to become a servant of God. So he commended me. I was sent to the prestigious Anakazo Bible school. And now, as I'm talking to you, I'm in the Bible school in training to become a pastor. Oh, give the Lord a mighty shout of praise. I'm surprised you are still sitting down. Give the Lord a mighty shout of praise. Those are the pictures of him on the screen. Those are pictures of him. We thank God for his salvation power. And we thank God for turning lives around. So what do you have to say? Um, what I, I want to say now is I thank God for the gift of salvation. And I thank God for the life of the prophet for sending missionaries all across the globe. I mean, my village... If they send you there to even work as a government worker, you no love to go there. But the, the bishop accepted it and he sent them. And by the grace of God, through it, I am saved now. And I, I would love to even to also be sent to some place someday to also preach to people for them to be saved. Thank you. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for that powerful testimony. I pray that God will use us as saviors of men. Let's welcome Benedicta to share the final testimony for today. Oh, do it better for her. She's in the greater love gospel choir. Benedicta, what has God done for you? My name is Benedicta, a member of Town Church and the greater love gospel choir. My testimony is about a great change I received in my life. Growing up... What did you change from? From singing low notes to high notes. Great change. Tell us about it. Growing up, my parents used to take us to church and pastors would preach to us about how God loved us, God took care of us, God saved us and everything. But I went through horrible experiences in my life and even at a point, my parents and my sisters, we were all thrown out and we had to be squatters. And I felt like if there is God and he loves us and he takes care of us, why are we suffering so much? So... Um, at a tender age of nine, I had learned how to drink heavily. And like, I could drink and not get drunk. And I would just be smiling and watching my sisters. And Shout here! Yeah. <laughs> at 12 years, I began to go to clubs, parties, poolsides daily with my sisters. It was stressful, but it was nice. Like, it was nice, not nice. And like they'll make us dance. Like sometimes I don't feel like dance, but they'll force me to dance. They'll say this is how life is and church is not nice. So I was going with them and everything. Then when I finished writing my BEC, my friend Phoebe Marion invited me for a program called School of Life and Godliness. And she told me that was it was program? organized by Bishop Daggerwood Mills to help students who have graduated not waste their lives away but they should do something and they should learn life skills and she told me that it's not preaching and prayers that it's cooking so I should come and cook and win a prize and I said okay so I went with her but the first week sister Erica now sister Erica but she was lady reverend she came and she kept preaching praying and I told her that you know I didn't come here to pray if they won't cook I won't come again and I stayed in the house. Uh, then one day, she came again. 
and she invited me and I followed her. Then when I went, Sister Erica was preaching and she suddenly pointed at me and she told me to stand up and she said, why am I expressionless? I don't laugh. I don't cry. I don't smile. I don't say amen. I don't move. I sit where I am till we close and I take my bag and go. That it's not good and it's an evil spirit, so I should change. And um, she saw me coming to church another time. And she told me that, do I sing? And I said, yes. And she said, the Holy Spirit said I should sing. And that she was forming a group to learn Ida songs. So I should follow her. And I went with her. I didn't know who Ida was. But she told us to search and find the songs. I searched. I didn't see anything. So I called her that... I can't find anything. And she told me to learn fresh oil. So I should type fresh oil and learn it. So I learned it. Then when I came, she said I, we should sing for her to see how we've learned it. Then I sang. When I sang, she said, okay, I've sang it well, so I should go and sing. And I was surprised because I'm not even a member of the church like that, that she would let me sing. And she told me that... Um, Ida sings from scriptures, so when I learn the song, I should also find the scripture that links to it, and it will change my life. So I began to sing Ida songs, and any song I take, I'll find the scripture that is linked to it, and it helped me. My life kept changing. Over time, my sisters began to see that I was changing, and they kept insulting me and other things that my boring life I backslid, but Sister Erica didn't give up on me. She kept calling me, and she invited me to come to First Love Church. And I came, and she pulled my ear and took me to the choir, that I should be in the choir, because I said I wanted to be a dancing star. And I joined the choir, and presently, I am a Basanta minister. I gather choristers to come to church. I lead people. I have friends in church. I have a family in the church. And you are not I'm expressionless. I'm not expressionless. Smile, I smile. You laugh. I laugh, you and happy. I move, and I talk to people. I'll give the Lord a mighty shout of praise. If any man be in Christ Jesus, is a new creature. The old things have passed away. All things have become new. I believe God is changing your life practically. Benedicta, what do you have to say? I want to thank God for my life. And I want to thank the Prophet and our daddy for sending people and organizing a program like School of Life and Godliness to help to deliver young people like me. And I want to encourage us all that we should get involved in the church, get involved in ministries. And what your pastors tell you, do it. Because they are receiving it from our daddy. And your life will never be the same again. Amen. Put your hands together for that powerful testimony. I believe you're also going home today with a change, with a testimony, with a, with, with a positive addition to your life. Give the Lord a mighty shout of praise.
even though I cannot see Sometimes I feel your power I feel angels all around me I am praying Praying on my own I speak to you Repeating myself over and over Oh God, help me wait on you What is the best way to pray? What shall I say now? I need to know what to say I need to 
will not say anything this week. Hallelujah. Are you excited to be in church? It's time for the word of God. And the Bible says, Acts chapter 10 verse 44, while Peter was preaching, the Holy Spirit fell on all those who heard the word. Hold your neighbor's ear and say, today hear the word. And your life will never be the same. The Holy Spirit is here. The power of God is here. We are in the midst of angels. God has a blessing for you. The anointing is becoming more and more real every week. And this week is no different. And if you believe in miracles, if you believe today is your day, you believe today is your day, give me a wave. If you believe this is your time, give the Lord a shout and a clap offering as we welcome to the stage our prophet, Bishop Dag Heward Mills. Is it possible? Now, today I am sharing with you seven reasons why you need the anointing. Reason number one, the anointing helps you to have supernatural strength. Zechariah chapter four and reading from verse number one. Zechariah chapter 4 and verse number 1. The angel that talked with me came again and waked me as a man that is wakened out of his sleep. How many would like an angel to wake you up out of your sleep? Hmm. 
verse 2 and said to me what seest thou now this is a very important lesson in understanding visions i want you to you know when we talk about the anointing there are many things that are going to come in because the anointing is the holy spirit and the holy spirit is affecting every aspect of your life so this is a I want you to watch this one the angel said to me what seest thou and i said i have looked and behold a candlestick all of gold with a bowl upon the top of it and his seven lamps thereon and seven pipes to the seven lamps which are upon the top thereof all right verse three and two olive trees okay two olive trees by it one on the right side of the bowl and the other on the left side verse four you're about to receive an important revelation concerning your visions that you are going to be experiencing and so I answered and spake to the angel that uh, talked with me, saying, What are these, my Lord? All right. Then the angel that talked with me said, answered and said, Knowest thou not what these be? And I said, No, my Lord. Then verse 6 is the verse you all know. Then he answered and said unto me, This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, saying, Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Who art thou, O great mountain, before Zerubbabel? You shall become a plain, and he shall bring forth the headstone thereof with shoutings, crying, Grace, grace unto it. Now, How many want to start experiencing more supernatural things? You know, what I want you to know is that um, because this is an era of faith, faith, everybody say faith. faith. Faith is believing the substance of things you cannot see. You see, so this, in this era, most of the we we are not permitted to see things so that we use faith you you get what i'm saying because jesus may be standing here by my side but you are not permitted to see because as soon as you see you are no more doing the exam that everybody is doing. You get what I'm saying? Because then all of you would know that I am a, a pastor or a man of God or a prophet. You, you would immediately fear me more. And the words I speak, you would, you say, we saw it. So, angels, visions, spiritual things, we are intentionally being prevented from seeing. So every time you have a vision, it's an exemption or an exception 
to the rule. The rule is we walk by and live by faith. By, by not seeing and believing. And that's why Jesus said to Thomas, Blessed are those that have not seen, but they believe things. So everyone who, who is great before God in this era is someone who has not seen but believes. So because of that, visions are very limited and almost unbelievable. And visions are not the way you would really want them to be. So very few people have had certain types of visions. And one of them is Kenneth Hagen. It was very unusual. You know, when Kenneth Hagen preaches, you would find him preaching about supernatural things that have nothing to do with real life for a long time. And everybody is just interested to hear what he's saying. It's just, it's just on a certain plane. Yeah. It's more from a plane of somebody who has seen something and is talking to people who can't see. Yeah, that, that's, that's why it's so powerful. That's why prophets are, are, are powerful in a certain way. And people fear them because we, we all can't see. So it's like, what do you see? You know? Now, because of this capacity of visions, you have to learn how to see. Otherwise, you, 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 you will be very, very dry all your life. You know, somebody said to me uh, recently that it seems you saw certain things long ago and you believed certain things long ago. Yeah. So, seeing is very important. But I want you to know that as we go on, Through mercy, there come glimpses, small glimpses. And you are supposed to take the little straw that you get and run with it. If we are building a church, we are expected to just use what God gives us and not expect a loan or a white man to give us big money as the government usually does. Now, when it comes to visions, don't expect the equivalent of a white man sending you a huge amount of money. You get what I'm saying? What, what do I mean? You know, if a, a white man or an IMF or whatever takes out $200 million dollars, and gives it to you to build a, a toilet or a road. I will not mind you people. <laughs> I, I'm, I, I'm ignoring you. I can, I can hear you shout in parliament, but I will not mind you. saying is that if indeed 
you get such a huge amount. It's wonderful, but it's very unlikely. Maybe you've never traveled before, but if you know what it's like in Europe and America, most people don't have much money. Ordinary people, the masses, they don't have much money. So it's not as though there's gold lying everywhere they're going to take and put it on Ghana Airways and bring it to Ghana. No. What it is, is that you are not likely to get that big one. But you must take certain things that come small ones and run with them. This is one of the examples. He had a vision. What did he see in the vision? What did he see? Look at Zachariah. Actually, if you don't mind, if somebody there can check on the internet, call right, Google Zachariah's vision. A picture will come and you can put a picture here. Somebody made a picture of this vision. Yeah, if you, if you Google it, you'll see. Please don't Google it on your phone now. I'm not expecting you to be Googling things whilst I'm preaching. Nobody should send a text. Let me pray. Father, anyone who sends messages and checks WhatsApp whilst I'm preaching, I crack the screen of that phone now in the name of Jesus. And if I'm provoked again, the next prayer will be that you should receive a bad message on the phone. So don't, don't look at your phone. I'll finish preaching just now. Toilet and phone you can do after. They are almost the same. Now, Zechariah chapter 4 verse 1. It said, I, the angel woke me up in verse 2. And verse 2. And said, what do you see? And he said, I have looked and I see a candlestick. This is that Israeli candlestick. Please, if you have the picture and ready to put it up, you just put it up for me. It says, I see a candlestick. That Israeli candlestick. When people go to Israel, they, they, they like buying that candlestick with seven bowls on it. You know, and it, what it is is that it is fed with oil. You see, so in this vision, he saw the candlestick. Then he saw an olive tree on the right and an olive tree on the left of the candlestick, feeding the candlestick. So it was all about oil. So it's just a photograph. Many times you close your eyes or sometimes you pray or sometimes you just see a picture of something. That's it. Don't expect a white man to bring you $200 million. Right there, God has given you a vision right there. How many have ever closed your eyes and you, 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 it's like in a flash, it's like something, a picture came to you. That's the Holy Spirit speaking. In fact, when it gets better, you know, one day I closed my eyes and I saw somebody's name written. I was sitting down in my chair, praying. And I closed my eyes and I saw a name. I've seen that. I saw a name and another time I saw a word which I I went to check what it meant. Yeah. So, don't be thinking an angel who walks is going to come. Jesus who talks is going to come. 
There's going to be audio, video effect, color. It's going to come in color. It's going to come in 3D, 4D. GIF. What's GIF? Short videos. The picture. That's it. It is a vision. And this is, you see, somebody has used it to write the Bible. Yes. What sees thou? He just saw a picture. And that picture was a message. What was the message? You see, in verse 5, look at verse 5. He asked him, what does this mean? The angel asked me, saying, don't you know what this is? So that's the question the Holy Spirit is telling you today. There are things you should know what it means. All right? So, that was a picture of oil. And what he was saying was, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit or by the oil. It's, it's, it's going to be about oil. It's going to be about oil. You need oil. And it's going to be about oil. Because oil is a symbol. So that is why you must know the symbols in the Bible. The symbols in the word of God. So that when you see a tree and God is speaking to you about somebody, he says, you shall be trees, the planting of the Lord. Put it up. That's it. That's what Zechariah saw. The, the oil, the candlestick, this is the Israeli candlestick here. Alright? And these are olive trees. So the olive tree is bringing the olives. Olives are something like big groundnuts or what is that? A broken cartier tree. You see the, the, the thing that comes, something like that. Yes. No, it's not, yeah. And then they beat it, then they mash it. And then you get oil from it. So that's the vision. That's what he saw. A picture. There was nothing moving. But this was the picture. And the angel was asking, what are you seeing? So I'm seeing an olive tree. So, let the Holy Spirit be real in your life. You know, before First Love Church started, the Holy Spirit, I was, I was having a quiet time. And for me, when I'm having my quiet time, which I have every day, I can, I can know the presence of the Holy Spirit, whether he's with me, by the revelation that comes. When there's no revelation, I don't sense God's presence. But when I do, I sense as if the Holy Spirit is actually there talking to me because he has actually told me something. And one of the days, he told me, your first love. Not that I've left my first love, but it was like your first love. You have to go back to your first love. And you know, I don't like, you know, you know that most of the Bible, when you read it, you can apply it to somebody else. It's very easy to apply the Bible to other people. I was reading that Joseph died when he was 110 years old. But when I finished reading, I didn't want to leave it. 
And then I noticed that the Holy Spirit was telling me something. You see, you, when you read that Joseph was 110 years old, it means nothing to you. But the Holy Spirit can draw your attention to the fact that Joseph was 110 years old. Yes. And that he saw his children's 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 children fall. Yes. And they brought his grandson upon his knees. The Bible says. They were brought up on Joseph's knees. Children's children were brought up on his knees. You know. So. God doesn't speak to. And that that first love is what became first love church. It was the beginning of God speaking to me. About. And that first love church is also Kadesh. Kodash. Kadosh, Kiddish, all those ki, ki, kiddos, kiddos courses that are going on now. Yes. That's, that's how it started. And it, it wouldn't leave me. One of the ways that you know that God is speaking, that it doesn't go away. Because the Bible says that the spirit cries in your heart. So he's, he's like, it's not like he spoke last week, Tuesday at 7 o'clock. But he's crying something in your heart. And then you, you become aware. That's what he says. He cried about father. So you become aware that God is your father. That's why somebody asks you, are you saved? You say, oh yeah, I'm saved. How do you know? Are you sure you go to hell? No, I, I don't know why. You are so sure that you are saved. After being a Christian for some time, the Holy Spirit is always speaking in your heart. So you be, it makes you always conscious of something. So the Holy Spirit makes you conscious of certain Things you must do or maybe that are happening or that should happen. And visions are real. Now this was a wonderful vision. And it was a vision of all you need is oil. Yesterday, last week I had a meeting with some pastors. And I was telling them that you are not anointed. This is the problem with you. You are not anointed. Anointing makes you strong. To do things you are supposed to do. It says not by might. You see when he says not by might. Not by power. It, it makes you see. You know. What he's trying to say that. I know you think it's power. And I know you think it is might. But it is not. That type of might. Or that type of power. But the Holy Spirit. Will give you. Strength. To be a Christian and to do what you are supposed to do. So, God does not want you to live your life saying, I know what is right, but I can't do it. How many have ever felt that it's too hard to do it? Raise your hand if you've ever felt how many have felt sometimes that why don't I give up trying to be a Christian? It's too hard. The road is too narrow. It doesn't include me. Have you felt that before? Yes. I'm not meant for this. No. Let me tell you something just as a side note. How many have ever felt it's hard to be a Christian? Raise your hand. This morning, I mean today. Can I tell you something? 
This is not part of the message. But you can keep it in your heart. And put it in the wardrobe when you go. How many will put it in the wardrobe when you go home? And keep it in the drawers of your heart. Shall I say what I'm going to say? No, I don't think you are ready to hear what I'm going to say. Should I really say it? Okay, are you ready? Fasten your seatbelt. Are you ready? I'm going to say it. I'm just about to say it. Shall I say it? It is harder to be not a Christian. It's harder not to be a Christian. If you like, try it. I will give you the opportunity. Try being not a Christian. And I'll give you three years. You'll come back and say, Hey, it's harder to be an unbeliever than to be a Christian. More painful. More whippings with demons as your Holy Spirit. So those of you are saying it's hard to follow Jesus. It's harder not to follow Jesus. Try it and see. Please put it in your wardrobe, everybody. Put it in your drawers. Are you putting it in your heart? Yeah. So anybody who is thinking of resigning from Christ, always pick this one from the wardrobe and say it's harder not to be. Yes. Very difficult. If you like, ask people who have experienced. When they come, they say, I wish I hadn't gone all the way. Go and ask the prodigal son and the elder son. When the prodigal son came back, he was now coming back to be a servant for the rest of his life. It's harder to be a prodigal son than to be an elder son. And the elder son said it, I have served you all these years. I have done the right thing all these years. It has not been easy for me. I did it. But as the prodigal son, he will tell you, it's more difficult to go and come. Hey! More difficult. And your body is like a matchstick. You know when you light a match? Has anybody got matches here? Does anybody have matches here? Oh, I would like to show you something. Nobody, there's no smoker here. Is there any smoker who has matches here? But okay, just imagine a match. Can you imagine a match? That's how your life is. When you light it, it's like all the fire, the beauty, the beauty, the lust, the feelings, it all bends and within a short while, you are finished. Your beauty is gone. Your desires are gone. Your breasts have turned to chalewate. The boyfriends have gone away. I mean, everything about you has changed. Your feelings are gone. Your happiness is gone. It's done. Fire, fire, fire. The finish. Hey! Tell your neighbor, my life will never be like a matchstick. You got matches. Is this matches made in Ghana? Put it on. Put it on me. Let's see. Finish. This was a short life. This was a very short life. All your feelings and everything just went. 
just now. You watch. Your desires are just about to come. Watch. Your feeling. Your sexiness. Are you watching? That's you. You have, oh, just now you're telling to smoke. Third life. This, this one is, uh, no, don't worry, don't worry. This one is somebody from the western region. Watch. Oh. Life is like a matchstick. It just goes. And for a short while, you look like you are the light. All boys are coming to you. Wait, 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 wait. Charlie, it's hard not to follow Jesus. Oh. Prosperity. It becomes like that. Watch. Fourth life. This is from Ashanti region. is political power. Very, very, very short. Only four years. This one is earthly riches. Let's see how long it lasts. I'm trying to protect it. Oh. I thought it could last the whole of life. Even after my protection. There's still some small fire in it. It's trying to bend me now. You see what money can do. And this one is somewhere. Educational powers. Accra, greater Accra. Wow. Charlie, it's working. Can you see better this way? Oh, professorship has finished already. Northern region. This one's from the north. People are shouting, this is a boyfriend, this one. Yeah. Hey, tell the guy. Oh! 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 Come 
is such a beautiful thing. Oh, no, 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 no. This one is a beloved. Shorter than a boyfriend. Who is the smoker who gave me this? All right. Beautiful. So, don't forget. Huh? Yes. Don't forget. These are pictures you never forget in your life. Don't burn out your beauty, your life, short time, and it's gone. All right? Now, I need you to trust in the Holy Spirit and pray for the Holy Spirit. Any method we see by, by which you can get the Holy Spirit, you see, get it. Because it is a source of strength. So this man was going to build and God showed him a vision of oil. Hey! To build. He was going to build a house of God. And God showed him a vision of oil. You would think that, oh, the person who is doing construction doesn't need anointing. That, that person needs, I mean, money, chippings, cement, iron rod. He doesn't need anointing. But God showed him a picture of oil. I want to say to everybody here who is doing business, work, anything. It takes the anointing. Of, and believe that the anointing of the Holy Spirit is a real thing. What people don't have is the anointing of the Holy Spirit. So one of the ways to get the Holy Spirit is to pray continuously for the Holy Spirit. You know, when Kenneth Hagin had visions of Jesus. And you will see Kenneth Hagin in our Crewen Museum very soon. Now, when he had, he said later on when he was preaching that he used to pray for the spirit of revelation and wisdom every day for many years. And Rejoiner also had visions he was taken to heaven. And he also said this is something he prayed for for many years of his life. He was always praying for God to reveal himself. So I realized that these spiritual things, they come to people who pray for them. So you see, the anointing is not something that is advertised. Oh, it's nice. It's good. But it doesn't mean it will come to you. You must earnestly desire. It is difficult to drink when you are not thirsty. Very difficult to drink water when you are not thirsty. And the Holy Spirit is the river. When you are not thirsty, it's difficult. One day I had some one of the young people in the office and I was telling him because he needed to drink water for to solve a particular problem that he was, her medical problem. 
and I was teaching him a strategy on how to drink, especially when he doesn't feel like drinking. But it was very important that he drink, and that if he doesn't drink, he would even go on admission. I was explaining to him. So I gave him a practical strategy on what to do to help you to drink, because it is difficult to drink when you don't feel like drinking. If you like, try it and see. So when you don't have a desire, like Psalm 63 says, my soul thirsteth for thee, my flesh longs for thee, in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. I am thirsting for you. I am searching for you. Uh, God only gives the Holy Spirit. So that's why I'm talking about the Holy Spirit and the anointing, so that you, you, you will grow to see that, Charlie, strength eh? It comes from God. But you will see that the same temptation, you put it for somebody, he will fall even before the temptation has started. And somebody will go through the whole temptation and he will still be looking at you like this. I will not move. Yeah. To be a good wife or a good husband, you need strength. So God may show you a picture. You see a bottle of oil. I've had a vision like that. I had a vision like this. In Guinea, I lay down on the bed and suddenly I saw an angel holding a bottle. The angel wasn't moving and the bottle wasn't moving. Nobody was talking, just like this one. Don't be worried when the people are not moving in the visions. Why do you want people to move? You want want loans from white people. Just accept the small, small ones that you have. And there I saw the longest bottle that I have ever seen. It was like this. Very long snout with a big bottom like that. Oil. Wow. That is the vision of God for you. Anointing. Power from God makes you able and makes you do what you have to do if you only desire it. If I'm able to stir up in you a desire, that thirst, oh Lord, God, thou art my God. My soul tested for thee if I'm able to make you thirst. I've done my best. People can come to Anakazo school and stay there for four years without thirsting for the anointing. Oh God, thou art my God. Early will I seek thee. My soul thirsted for thee. My flesh longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land. Where no water is. Now one day Kenneth Hagin was preaching. And he said something. He said one day he was preaching. And suddenly a white cloud entered the church. From the back. And started coming from the back to the front. And he was on the stage. So the cloud started coming. And it covered the people from the back. Covered them, covered them, covered them until it came to him. Then it covered him. And he didn't see the people again. And he continued preaching. And he couldn't see anybody and he didn't know what was happening. And after some time, the cloud went back and went out. And then he didn't know where he was even in the preaching. He didn't know what was happening. So he just closed the service. And then they went. So he didn't know. Nobody said anything to him. You know, people don't talk. 
you, you are supposed to, you know, when you are with somebody, you are supposed to share. So nobody said anything to him. So he was wondering what happened in the service. No one said, oh, it was a powerful wedding. He didn't know whether he, he preached, he continued preaching, he stopped preaching. He didn't know whether anybody saw what he saw. So the next day he met a man and he couldn't control himself anymore. So he asked him that, were you in the church yesterday? He said, I was there. How was the message? It was okay. The man said it was good. It was okay. Was it powerful? Yes, it was. And he asked him, well, was there anything unusual? I said, no. It was a good message. Then he, he, he couldn't control himself anymore. He said, was there anything unusual? He said, the whole village, the whole village is talking, everybody in town is talking about what happened. He said, what happened? He said, you were preaching in the middle of your preaching. Your face started to shine with a light. And everybody was watching. And your face, and you were preaching for powerful and your whole face was shining with a light. There was a light glowing on your face. Everybody was amazed. He said, everybody in town is talking about it. He didn't know what happened. He just saw the cloud coming and then he lost knowing what was happening anymore. Yeah. And you see, he was talking about the glory. He said that this glory, many people may not see, but you see the manifestation of it like the effect of the glory. He said the glory is the Holy Spirit. You see the effect of the Holy Spirit. You may not see that thing in that way. Few people see these things, but you see the effect of it. The presence of the church and the presence of God's work and the presence of the power of God shows you that that spirit is there. It's present. Even though you may not see those fantastic things. Are you with me? How many would like to be preaching and have such a light shining on your face? Tell your neighbor, I'm receiving supernatural strength to be a Christian. Number two, the anointing helps you to become a beloved son. Luke chapter three. Say, I want to be a beloved son or daughter, whatever you want. Now, when all the people were baptized in Luke 3.21, it came to pass that Jesus also being baptized and the heaven was opened. And the Holy Ghost descended in a bodily shape. Hey, like a dove. Now, one day I was preaching in South America and people started clapping. They were clapping and they were all looking behind me. And I was wondering what it was and there were two or three doves flying. Hmm. They were so happy. Now, I don't know if that was the Holy Spirit or the Trinity even. <laughs> But I, I didn't, it didn't even occur to me. If you had been there on the day the dove came, you may have said that it's one of those flying doves in the neighborhood. It's true. 
Just like that day I was in, I was in, I don't know which country, Colombia, Paraguay, somewhere, and the doves were clapping, and people stopped listening to me and started clapping because of the doves that were flying by. You see, I'm trying to show you that supernatural things, people make light of them and trivialize them. When it's happening in your case, you, you, you may easily miss it. Yeah. And the Holy Ghost came down like a dove and a voice said, Thou art my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Thou art what? How many would like to become a beloved son? Of somebody great. Yes. But it's not easy to become a son. Huh? But it was when the dove came that he became a beloved son. Yes. When the dove came that he became a beloved son. My son Joshua became a beloved son when the Holy Spirit touched him. But until then, he was just a son. It's not easy to become a beloved son. In the spirit, you can just be around. But it's not easy to become a beloved son. Yes? Very loved son or daughter, as the case may be. Why would a father really like a son or a daughter? I mean, you can answer the question for yourself. If you have a child or you are a child, maybe you can even give me, should I take my pen so that I write notes? What what will make you a beloved son? This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Without the help of the Holy Spirit, eh, you, you will never become a beloved son. It's true. You know, I've never preached what I'm preaching before. Yes. If I say that I'm one of the sons of Hagen, Kenneth Hagen, it's a supernatural thing. The day that I was lying down in Mampong, and then the Holy Spirit whispered to me, can you see the campus is being built? That time where the, the first hostels where people sleep, the first ones were being built. It was coming out. There was scaffolding all around. Yeah. And the Holy Spirit whispered me, have you seen that it's coming? And I not, it had not occurred to me that I was, I was there. Yeah. It's not easy to follow somebody. That's one. And number two, it's not easy to become a son of somebody. Especially spiritually. So, you need to pray for the Holy Spirit so that you become, Daniel, you understand, a beloved son. As somebody, somebody will point to you and say, oh, I know your father. But whether, whether he's saying it good or bad, you just wave the hand and say, like father, like son. Just wave the hand and say, oh, I know where you are from. Yes. Listen, inheritance, eh? you see, riches. Do you know that boy who has been born, Prince Harry's, uh, is he a boy or a girl? It's a boy. He's richer than you. He hasn't worked too. 
No, he's not yet started. He's not yet gone to school. He's richer than you. He can't even talk. No matter the school you go to, and no matter the efforts you make in this life, I tell you, it's not that I'm cursing you, but I tell you, the power of who is your father is, is too big. Yes. And it's the same thing in the ministry. The power of who is your father? Who is your father? One day I was in church and then a sister came to me and said, Daddy. I said, don't call me Daddy. He said, oh, why? I said, I'm not your father. So how? You are, you are my father. I said, that time my children were small like this. Then they came running across like that. They, they always played in church. Running! And I said, you see my children? I said, my children have some resemblance. You don't have any resemblance to me in the spirit. Nothing I do is what you are doing. Don't call me daddy. We are not even a house help. (laughs) Wow. Receive the mighty Holy Spirit and become a beloved son. Now let me tell you, even to become a beloved son of your biological father, it takes the Holy Spirit. A biological father and mother. It's not easy to relate with fathers and mothers. At a point you see that you are rebelling. Some of you. Those of you who have rebellious satanic t- tendencies. You know, Satan is the ultimate profound rebel. So when there's a bit of that thing in you, it is from him. To turn against and to fight. You know, there are some children, they, they, they never turn left or right. What your father said, they just do. But most children have a bit of deviation. How many have had a bit of deviation? Uh-huh. Most children are like that. But God is making you a beloved son. You see, it's a, it's a beloved son who is actually a rich person. Like I was pointing to you, this prince who's been born. Charlie? It's made it by being born. So you are also going to make it by being born. A beloved son. Yes. A beloved son. Amen. In my new book, Those Who Honor You, there's a story there. There's a story. There was a lady. There was this rich man. He, he was lonely. He used to go to a restaurant to eat. And there was this lady who came to serve him. She continued serving him. And then she came to his house to be a house help for him. He was a very rich man. But I don't think she knew initially. She was just... When he died, he left everything for, for her. Yeah. They, they went to court and said that. They cannot give it. But he has given it to her. What do you mean? She is a beloved care of him for years. Inheritance is, look, if you want to know real riches in Ghana is by inheritance. Even if you are even going to break through and be rich, it's your, those who inherit who actually you, you will struggle, they will inherit. <laughs> yes. 
I don't want to mention names, but if I mention names, big, big names in Ghana, you will know and understand what I'm talking about. Riches, eh? Rarely does it go outside inheritance. Becoming a beloved son is one of the most important things for your life. And many of you, because you rebelled against your parents, that is it. So today, the Holy Spirit is coming on you like a dove. I want you to pray for the Holy Spirit every day. What, is, uh, what shall I pray for? Pray for the Holy Spirit. What Wait is the first? shall I say now? I need to know what to say. Oh Lord, what shall I ask for? What is the best way to pray? What is the best way to pray? What shall I say Amen. Number three, sit down. The third reason why you must be anointed. What is the first reason? To have supernatural strength, isn't it? Second reason is what? To become a beloved son. Anointing helps you to become a beloved son. Number three, the anointing helps you to implement your training. To implement the training that you have received. The teachings you have received. Yes. Now. In Acts chapter 1. Verse 4. That's the third reason for becoming anointed. They being assembled. Commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem. Even though they had been taught and trained. But they should wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, you have heard of me. So, before you can ever implement the teachings, and the trainings, and the books you've been reading, you need the mighty Holy Spirit to help you to implement the training that you have received training that's why people learn people are economists they are economists do you think the people who are in charge of the economy are not economists they are economists they are those who are in charge of things they have studied them in school and we God has blessed Ghana Ghana is a nation of people international people. Every president and leader we've had, they are so international. They know things. They've traveled. All They've lived, not only traveled, but lived outside Ghana. Well educated. But how to implement it? Uh, do you understand when I say Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. 
You may have been to the school and learned or read a book, but how to implement, how to catch the anointing practically? Huh? How to implement it practically? Jeremy, take my book from the stage. Yeah. That's the book. Steps to that. I'm preaching from this book, chapter one. Cosmo, yeah, check. You see that I'm preaching from chapter one. I'm on point number three. Yes. How to implement what you are reading in a practical way so that you actually experience the Holy Spirit. Look, you can learn things. That is why, you know, I want to encourage you, eh, listen to preaching and stay in it. Like you stay over and over. I think the only way is to keep on hearing the same thing. Instead of being staying in the atmosphere, something has to happen to you spiritually. It's not the, it's not the knowledge. It's not the, you know, when I, when I put on, look, the other day I, I was playing Kenneth Hagin tape. When I played it on, I, I felt a boost in my spirit. Just when he was reading the scripture, I realized that it was a spiritual thing. I, I, I felt higher spiritually. It reminded me of what happened to me in Suhum in 1988 when the anointing came on my life. I just became sort of a little more happier. And I, I just noticed a lift in my spirit. It's like something new was happening. There is something about listening to messages. Ezekiel chapter 2 verse 2. The spirit entered into me. When he spoke to me. You see, how to do, to implement it truthfully. To listen to podcasts and to he keep soaking into, it's like something is changing about you. And the Holy Spirit is coming into you. And you are changing practically and literally. And that's why Jesus said to the apostles, don't even try going with your book knowledge and these books you have and all these uh, whatever teachings and certificate. Come on, go and wait for the Holy Spirit. When the Spirit comes on you, you will be, <laughs> you will have the power, that's the dunamis, ability, ability. Whatever God has used me for, it is, it is a supernatural ability. Look, when you start training, there are three things that will happen to you. Number one, humility. You see, God's obedience involves humility. It's not easy to be humble and to be down. When I started the church, I was down. There was nobody in the church. I said I was a pastor. All my mates are just mocking me. They are mocking you. They are making fun of you. They are talking about you in the room. And you say God has called you. And they are damning you in their their room and say, this crazy guy. That's the humility. People can't be humble. When God sends you, just be nothing. No. Come and serve the Lord in full time. I can't accept it. I can't accept it. I can't accept it. I rather want to work for this other person than to work for the Lord. Number two, obedience. You need supernatural power to experience obedience, so that to implement the things you've heard it, you knew it all along. There's nothing you don't know. Most of us have read the whole Bible. 
You must have preached, I mean, heard from preaching from almost every part of the Bible by now. You can't say you don't know knowledge. Knowledge, yeah, you know, but it's the spiritualness of the knowledge. The, the impartation of the power of the knowledge. That's, that's what you don't have. And that's why he told the disciples, look, this knowledge, three years I've been talking. Charlie, you can't, you can't make it still. You need my Holy Spirit to implement the teachings through obedience, how to obey. I met one marriage counselor. I was, I was actually shocked when he, he said what he said. He said, I'm tired of marriage counseling. I said, why? You of all people. He said, I'm tired of it. I said, why? He said, they, they, they don't obey there. They don't obey what we tell them. I said, really? I was laughing in my head because I also felt the same way. But I didn't tell him that I, I, I felt the same way. It was my secret. I said, you, pa, you, you are tired of this, this thing. Many people know what to do. If you like, read it. Even divorce. There's, there's a chapter on divorce. Don't say divorce. Don't say this. Don't do, a lot of things. Never say never. Never say. There are so many words. Always say never. There are a lot of things. But when it's time to implement. No. Sex. A lot of d- detailed teaching. Oh, Shelley. When they're giving birth or they have whatever, you see that they just change into uh, this uh, iron pole. Even people outsiders will be looking and feeling sorry for the man. I said, Charlie, man, the Yomo that he's moving with now, it's not easy at all. Hey, yeah, what? Are you people alive? Is, is the church? Are the people at the back, do they understand the preaching? Why is everybody quiet? Are you sure you are okay? I should, I should, I should close. You cannot implement the many things you are told to do because it involves humility, it involves obedience, and number three, it involves scars, wounds. Jesus was sent to this world. He came out of this world with scars. A lot of scars all over. Wounds and pain. The pain of obedience. The pain of following God. When it's time to go through pain, Look at this guy who says he's called to the bar. To go through pain. Is he prepared? So many girls are unmarriageable. Like you can't marry them. Apart from their beauty, there's nothing else. It's beauty plus zero. Beauty plus zero. Is equal to bad marriage. There are some girls who are hard like iron. And they look as soft as a, a, a jelly. And you tell them, if you don't soften up, you can't marry. Because no ma- How many guys want a hard iron? How many want a soft flowing? Hey, soft flowing, raise your hand. Those brothers who want soft flowing. You want a jellyfish. 
Ah, you see now. But these days, the brothers in the church, they are, they are recognizing the hard ones through the soft approach. They see them that you look soft, but you are hard. How many brothers are beginning to see that? Chalimene, she's very hard. Yes. Unmarriageable. Don't, don't venture. You will suffer. You will suffer from the first, after the first two weeks, from week three, 21 days going. You see. Uh. From week number three, day 21, that's when you see they'll take the headmistress cane. And that's it. Your imprisonment has started. One day, one of these iron ladies, she got married. But she didn't wait for 21. I'm giving 21 days. She didn't wait for 21 days. On the honeymoon. She, I don't know what her husband told her. But she freaked out. She said, listen. She told her husband, you know, I've been married before. So I don't take nonsense. I don't take time to take nonsense. She took the ring and threw it on the floor. Walked out. Yeah, walk out, but she didn't walk away. She stayed in it and continued to, to control. She's controlling up to today. Yes. She said, I don't take nonsense. They beg her. Twenty-one, I'm even giving twenty-one days. All my stories are true, except the foxes and wolves. Find the nearest sister and ask whether I tell you, are you one of the hard people that they are preaching about? That is why some jobs they ask you, are you married or not married? Sometimes when you are not married, they won't give you that job. They want to see that you are married first. Number four. Number four, are you ready? The anointing helps you to achieve what another great person has achieved. What another great person has achieved. Elisha, 2nd chapter, Kings chapter 2 verse 9. And it came to pass when they were gone over that Elijah said to Elisha, Ask what I shall do for you before I be taken away. And Elisha said, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. Listen, how many have ever looked at somebody and seen what someone has achieved and you wish you can achieve the same things? You see, so Elisha was moving with Elisha and Elijah and he saw 16 powerful miracles. 16 great miracles. Again, you see that it's not 160. 16. And he said, or is it 8? And he said, 16, and he said, I want to achieve what you've achieved. You can achieve what somebody has achieved. Only by the Spirit. I am not an American. I'm from Ghana. And also from Switzerland. I'm not an American, but here I am. I've lived in Ghana all my life. 
Amen? So brothers and sisters, if you want to achieve what somebody else has achieved, look out for the anointing. The anointing will make you achieve. As you see me writing books. You know, because that spirit was on me in 1988, exactly 10 years later, in 1998, the Holy Spirit whispered to me, 10 years later, write a book. I said, me, write a book, how? But you see, that spirit, which was on Hagen, to publish 63 million books by the time he died, came on me and also write a book. And here I am. Almost 30 million books later. Yes. Not thousand. So I see you achieving things that people have achieved. It's possible. Alan, it's possible. It's not like your personality. It's, your, it's the Holy Spirit. Yes. The Holy Spirit will help you to implement your training. The Holy Spirit will help you to follow somebody. Charlie, it's not easy to follow someone. Me, it's not easy to follow me. I know it's not easy to follow me. Why, why is it not easy to follow me? Why is it not easy to follow somebody? The person is moving too fast. Yes, it's not easy to follow somebody who is fast moving. And what else? The person what? Instructions are too hard. Pour some water on this guy. And what else? <laughs> What, what do you mean by the instructions are to pour, pour water on it? Okay. The instructions should not be too hard for you. The next reason is what? You won't see all the things the person is doing to be able to follow the person. You see only the part that he wants you to see. And what else? Even what you see, you don't understand. Or you don't know which of the things are working that you are seeing. And you can't do what? You can't be with the person all the time. Uh-huh. And what else? This area looks like somebody can be pondered here. <laughs> uh, it takes humility. It takes humility to follow someone. It takes hard, hard work. He, Hebrews chapter 6 verse 4. It says, don't be lazy. Be not slothful. But followers of them who through Faith and patience inherit the promise. So, you have to not be lazy. Bishop Oedipo says, laziness is the number one reason why people cannot follow, follow him. Because he works harder than all of them. All of his followers. It takes the anointing of the Holy Spirit to be able to even follow somebody who you, you claim you, you are trying to follow. Yes. So, how do you get this Holy Spirit? Pray for it all. You should see my prayers. My prayers are now fewer and fewer. The other day, the Holy Spirit told me three spirits to pray for. I was surprised. I came to prayer. So I'm coming to pray. Then suddenly he told me, pray for this, this, and that. All Holy Spirit. I won't tell you. I know you want me to tell you. I won't tell you. Go and hear from God yourself. Everybody should hear from God. Hard to follow. And listen to messages. Especially what bumps up your spirit. You can sense some type of 
power. I don't know. It doesn't have to be anything new. It can be the same old things. Me, I don't know. I, I sort of look, listen for a feeling. And then the feeling comes. And then suddenly you start to, it starts to be different. Receive the ability to follow. You know one of the people that I'm following is Bonky. When I saw him, I told him, I'm, you know, I'm one of your sons you don't know. I'm a stepson, but I'm there. And, and he said, don't, don't use that word stepson. Don't say stepson. Yeah. I never could get close to him. Never. Because he had a, he had a wealth. But I needed to follow him. Because he's carrying something that I need. And it takes the Holy Spirit to follow somebody and achieve what the person has achieved. Yes. Tonight, we are going to Namibia for crusade. We are going to Namibia. Botswana. They have not had a crusade since 1983. Yes. 1983. Huh? 36 years ago. They've never allowed crusade. They don't allow. We have to speak to the presidents before they have allowed us. And I used to hear of Bonke speaking to president. He spoke to President Obasanjo before he could go into Nigeria. They wouldn't allow him. And Abacha. They wouldn't allow him to go to Nigeria. Today I'm also speaking to president and say I am coming to a temple. It's amazing. The same miracle is happening. Receive the Holy Spirit and the ability to follow and the ability to achieve what the person you are following has achieved. How many are receiving the Holy Spirit? I don't know who wouldn't want this Holy Spirit. Number six. Number five. The fifth reason why you must be anointed is the anointing brings a real transformation. Real transformation. Wow. Real transformation. First Samuel chapter 10 verse 1. And Samuel took a vial of oil and poured it on his head and kissed him and said, is it not because the Lord has anointed thee to be captain? And verse 6, and the spirit of the Lord will come upon thee, and thou shalt prophesy, and shalt be turned into another man. That is it. How many realize you need to really be changed? Yes. Young girl, I was talking to one girl, I said, speak. Speak. People who don't speak, don't marry. Speak. Don't just sit there and do your hair. Speak. Open. Openness is one of the aspects of personality. It's one of the five factors of your personality. And demons are personalities. So sometimes you have taken a demonic personality. Open your mouth and speak. But you can't change. You tell the person, do this, but you can't change. Bible says, the spirit will come upon you and you'll be turned into another man. Listen, today marks the beginning of real and supernatural transformation. You see the young man who gave the testimony? Somebody was into 
Sakawa, fraud, what have you changed by the power of God? It's not only great change of salvation, but great change of your personality in your Christian life. That is also possible by the power. Salvation is through the Holy Spirit. You can actually experience changing in your personality. How to live. I mean, how you are. What it's like to be with you. It can actually change if you receive the power of the Holy Spirit. Yes. And I tell you, if you are around under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, you'll be changing. Like real change. You can be a black man, but your leadership principles is like a white man. You see, there are hotels in Ghana, they are run with African style. That, that's why it's run down. Some of the older hotels, five star, you see that they are still international hotels. They are run with, they are not run with Ghana Airways, Ghana management, you know. What do we have in Ghana? Connection, who do you know? I mean, ways, and your uncle, your, all those type of that's how the whole nation is run. Protocol, family, this, that, connection. That's why they are all run down. That's why the things don't work. So you can be a Ghanaian, but you learn and be transformed, and actually your, 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 your ways are transformed. And you build. That's why we can't build anything. You can never build anything. Because money, always, money just seeps around. That's why nothing, nothing is being built. Nothing can be built. Nothing can be built. You think white people are fools? Oh. They are some of the most clever people. They know us so well. There are people living in Swedru, in Ghana, in different parts. They are doing investigations for United States government. They are doing investigations for United States government. As, they are, as you are sitting here, they are in towns in Ghana and they have information on Ghana and on, on you and on things about you from Ghana that you, you can't even believe. You, you say to the person, the person is a fool, give me this money. So when he's giving you money, it is because he's in his interest. And he's actually getting something out of it. Learn that you can actually experience a genuine transformation. You will be turned into another human being. My mother, my mother, you know, I'm my mother's boy. I'm my mother's baby boy. I'm her only son. I grew up in my mother, tender and beloved in my mother's eyes. Yes. My mother trained me in a certain way, took me here, took me there, never to church, never to church things. The day she came to church, she saw me on the stage. She said, I don't know who it is. I don't know this person. There can be such a change that somebody who even brought you up, he doesn't know who you are. Who are you? You are so different. Receive the ability to change. And the way you are sometimes is the way that makes you poor. It's the way that doesn't make you do well. One of our pastors, he was working somewhere in the north. And uh, there was a white man who was doing some mining. And he was working for the white man. When the white man came from abroad, he brought chocolates for the staff. And he gave them. The people just insulted the man behind his back, of course. Ha, you've gone abroad and come. Is that what you bring us? Stupid. Well, then they just gave it to the guy. Then when he calls them to drink tea, they don't want. When he calls them to, 
this, they laugh at him. Then he, the man realized that it's only this pastor who knows how to drink tea. So he used to call only that guy. Come to drink. So he would come into the manager's office, the two of them, and they'll be drinking tea and talking a cup of tea. You know, when I went to London, this uh, castle, I was in the palace, next to the parliament, next to the Westminster, that, that whole place, next to Bin Ben, Westminster, just, we just, we walked, we walked from the castle, from the palace, we walked to the parliament house, we didn't take any car, we just walked across, in the middle of the afternoon, the archbishop and the people in the palaces, let's go for tea, well, there's no cake, there's no fish, there's no rice, <laughs> Sit down, you people, sit down. You are blocking some people. There was no cake, there was no rice. There was nothing, only tea, just pure tea. And that's at the highest level in the palace. No! No rice water, no! No earthquake, baby, that was just, just tea. No gold nothing! And this is a higher level. This is the one, this is the one who crowns the, the queen. When the queen is going to be made the queen, he's the one who puts the crown. Or this, that's the royal marriages. This is the highest level of whatever. Yes. Just tea. We're, we're just drinking tea. That's part of the program. You can be changed. Some of us are bush people and God wants to change us. Eh? It's a Saul said you'll be, you'll be transformed into another man. Some of you girls, God wants to give you as a princess to someone, as a royal princess. But Charlie, your waist is like your no jacket. You can't change. Oh, One day I offered somebody tea. She said, you know, I only eat fufu in my house in the morning. We, we never, we don't drink tea in our house. It's fufu in the morning. Morning fufu, afternoon fufu, evening. You see people traveling with their banku. Tell your neighbor, I am changing. My personality is changing. How many can believe that your personality can change? You will marry because of today's message. I said you will marry because of this word in Jesus name. You will be marriageable because of this message. Yes. Yes. Never underestimate what attracts a man. There is some kindness and softness that must be seen. That's why many prostitutes have husbands. Yes, many. Some of the customers, I watched one prostitute, the customer came in, when he feels, I want to marry you. I want to marry And there's a queue outside. I, I to lie. <laughs> The first time I heard of this is I thought it was my but as time ago I've I've seen many examples. Yes. That I want this person. 
I, so, so they go and they come say, I want this same person. I want to marry you. There's some softness, something within you that will make someone choose you. Receive that transformation now in the name of Jesus. Wow. Wow. Receive it in Jesus' name. Receive the grace for transformation. Receive the grace for transformation in Jesus' name. Saul was an argumentative man. When Samuel told him, you have not obeyed, he said, I've obeyed. Everything, there was an answer. Transformation by the power of the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. How many beautiful reasons do you have for this anointing? Number one is what? Quickly. The anointing helps you to have supernatural strength. Number two. The anointing helps you to lift your hands and become a beloved son. Number three. The anointing helps you to implement your training. Wow. Number four. To achieve what another great person has achieved. Number five. A real transformation. Number six. The anointing transforms you into a king. Turns you into a king. It's the anointing that will make you into a king and a ruler. Yes. Ah, royalty. Hallelujah. Psalm 89. Psalm 89. Ida sings this psalm for us. He says, You have chosen from amongst. Verse 19. Thou speakest in a vision to thy holy one. You see? And said, I have laid help upon one that is mighty so you must grow to be mighty and then God is going to help the mighty one to become a king a prince a princess or a queen whatever it is God wants you to be receive the grace and the help from the Lord verse 20 I feel the power of God here I found David I found David and God is finding you today He said, I found David. I found David. And I put my holy oil. I have anointed him. I put my holy oil on him. I found David. I found David. I found you. I found Kwame. I found John. I found Susie. I found you. God is saying, I found you and I put my holy oil on you. My God. Verse 21. Quickly, we are rolling. With whom my hand shall be established. Receive establishment from your li- on your life. You see, you need to be solid before you can be a king or you can be in... You know, I was asking a pastor, is there anything in England that you are not supposed to say when you are preaching? Because in every country there are some things. And the pastor told me, he said, in England, one thing they don't want you to say at all, never talk about the queen. They don't like it at all. To say something about the queen, this or that, you, you will go out. You, you will think it's a democratic country. 
Yes, they don't want to criticize and is their queen, is their royal, whatever. Just leave it for them. We bet you, please. Thank you. This is what we have. Don't touch it. Yes. Amazing. Isn't it amazing? Yes. It takes a certain establishment to ever become a king. And I see God establishing you in the name of Jesus. We see it. I feel God is giving bolts of power and grace. My arms shall strengthen him. Verse 22. The enemy shall not exact, as I will already deceive him, nor the son of wickedness afflict him. You become supernatural. Like when the enemy is trying to kill you, it's not going to work anymore. Because of the anointing and the power of the spirit that is upon your life. Verse 23. Just because of the holy oil, I will beat down his enemies before his face and plague them that hate him. I will do what? I will beat down his enemies before his face. This is when I hear Orangu speaking. I just pity them. I feel sorry for them because I've lived long enough to see the end of all these things. It hasn't ended well most of the time. I will beat down. God says I will beat down your enemies. I will beat down your enemies. I've seen many enemies end in the wrong way. One day I saw somebody who lifted the hand like this against me. And the next I saw, I heard that the person was on admission at Pantan Hospital. A normal person had become mad. A normal person has become a patient. A normal person. I will pin down his foes before his face. Some pastors were laughing at me. They were playing my message. When they present, they say, look at it. They were mocking my message. A fire consumed their whole, their whole family. I'm not the one telling these stories. I'm not making up the stories. I'm telling you things that have happened. I will beat down his foes. God likes his servants. So tell you. He may give you the chance to persecute them, but you should be careful. It's like Israel. He really loves Israel. He may give you a chance to persecute him, but if you don't know, he's on Israel's side. <laughs> Verse 24. My faithfulness and mercy shall be with him. In my name, his horn. You see, in my name, that's where he gets his authority from. His horn shall be exalted. So receive authority, authority as a king, as a leader, authority as a leader and a king. Yes. Leadership, this is leadership anointing that is coming now. You see, the ability to lead. Sometimes when we send missionaries, you see that they, they don't know how to lead. Even their wife is a problem how to control her. Or even to balance the control of loving and leading. How to balance between loving and leading. This is even a problem. How to love and at the same time lead the person you love with strength. Do you know that I've sacked many people from full-time ministry? Did you know that? Like dismissed. Go. Yes. 
And if I point them out to you, you'll be surprised because most of them work for me today. The people I sacked, almost all. Because they, they all knew that I loved them. How to balance loving people and leading them is a wonderful thing. Because there are some people, if you don't sack, it means you are not serious. <laughs> they have to go. But as they are going, they must know that you love them. It's very complicated. So when people go on the mission field, sometimes their wives will do something wrong. They don't know how to say, husband, love your wife. And then she is the rebel also, how to correct her, how to threaten her, how to control her, how to say, pack your back and leave. Now you are going home. Here's your passport. Tomorrow you are leaving. One time we went on a crusade. I called one of my staff and I sacked him. I said, tomorrow you are. I organized his ticket. He didn't know he was leaving. I organized his ticket in the evening. I called him. I said, you are sacked. Here's your passport. Tomorrow your flight is at 8 o'clock. Leave. He was shocked. He couldn't believe. And he left from a far place. I said, I don't need you anymore. Go home. But they, they know that you love them. So to be a king, uh, it takes the Holy Spirit. And you see that the same people, they can't rebel against you because they know that. You know, he loves me, but he has sacked me. <laughs> Is it not amazing? His horn shall be exalted. Receive the grace to be a true king and a leader. Verse 25. Are you receiving the word of God this morning? I will set his hand also in the sea. That means that he will travel over the seas. You'll be traveling. You see, anointing makes you to travel. Yes. I will set his hand in the sea and his right hand in the rivers. Beautiful. Receive the grace to travel all over the world. Lift your hand and say, I'm a world traveler. Say it again. Say it again. Put your hand, your right, right foot on the ground. Say, I'm, I'm standing on an airport, in an international airport. And your left says, another continent. And I say, it's another continent. Another continent. Receive grace for it in the name of Jesus. It will happen practically. He, I will set his hand in the sea and his right hand in the rivers. Across rivers you'll be going. Shatala sakabayanala. One day I was sitting by the Zambezi River. I said one day I was by the Zambezi River. And I realized that God had really honored me to be watching this Zambezi River. Yes. There were crocodiles, hippopotamus, hippopotamuses. Is that how it's? Hippopotamus, hippopotamus. There were boats. I see you cruising on a river. If you can't even go on a river, by honeymoon you are going in Jesus' name. Receive the grace of God. Verse 26. He shall cry unto me, Thou art my Father, my God, and the rock of my salvation. Sit down. Point number seven and the last point for today. The anointing. The seventh reason why you need the anointing 
is the anointing helps you to go on your life's journey. Your life's journey. Moses said in Exodus 33 verse 15, If thy presence go not with me, carry us not up hence. Amen. Carry us not where? Up hence. Don't take us forward. We are going with you with your presence. So Moses needed the anointing for his whole life's journey. There's a song, through many changing scenes of life, through all the changing scenes of life. In trouble and in joy, the praises of my God shall still. Methodist should please be singing for us. Again, again, through all. Through all the changing scenes. Changing scenes. of your life. Now you see your life, your life is having changing scenes. Moses said if you don't go, I don't want to go through the changing scenes. I don't want to go through the changing scenes. You need God to help you to go through the changing scenes. When you are a single boy or a single girl, then when you become a beloved to somebody, then when you become married, and when you have a child, and you have a family. When I knew Cadella, she didn't have a ch- she didn't even have a beloved. Some other brothers were proposing to her. She was rejecting them here and there. The changing scenes of life had already started. Yes. Now she has two children. When I first started the first life, she's the one of the first names. People I knew, the girls, she was, she was always around me sharing um, to the new converts. Yes. So the scenes of life are changing practically. And it changes. And through all the changing scenes, Moses said, if you not go, I don't want to even know the new scene that is coming. Hey! Do you know the new scene that is coming? Changing scenes of life. Without his power and without his spirit, you can't go through the new changing scenes. There are many changing scenes of life. And through his power and his anointing, you'll go through all the scenes. Like Moses, he went through all the changing scenes right to the end. And God went with him. And I see God taking you as a young, young boy. Somebody who has nothing today. To somebody who one day have something. Somebody who has never climbed the staircase to an aeroplane before. To a person who is sick and tired of traveling. And say, I hate traveling. I'm tired of this thing up and down, up and down, up and down. Through all the changing scenes. God is taking you. May his grace and his power and his mercy and his love. Help you through all the changing scenes of life. Stand to your feet everybody.
Beautiful. Lift your hands, everyone, and thank God for the anointing. Just thank God for the anointing of the mighty anointing of the Holy Spirit. 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 Thanks, Jesus. Lift your hands, everybody. Wherever you are, mighty Holy Spirit, receive the mighty Holy Spirit. Receive the mighty Holy Spirit. Father, thank you. Thank you for the anointing. Thanks for the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Thanks for the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Lift your hand and thank him. Father, we receive the grace of God on our lives. We thank you for what you've done. In Jesus' name, amen. Take some oil from somebody, someone, somewhere. Get some oil. Psalm 89. Verse 24. With my holy oil I have anointed you. Verse 20. Take some of the oil. I found my servants. And with my holy oil. I have anointed him. Hey, what is the anointing going to help you to do? The anointing is going to give you supernatural strength. The anointing is going to make you into a beloved son. The anointing is going to help you to implement the teachings. The anointing is going to help you to achieve what another great person has achieved. The anointing is going to make you a transform, a real transformation in your life. The anointing is going to make you a king and a leader. Leadership anointing. And number seven, the anointing is going to be a power through all the changing scenes of life. Put the anointing on your head. Thanks, Jesus. Thanks, Jesus. Thanks, Jesus. Thanks, Jesus. For the anointing. Anoint your servants. Receive it. Become a beloved son. Become a beloved daughter. Implement the teachings that you have received. Receive the ability to follow Elijah. Receive the grace to be transformed by the power of God. Receive the power of God to become a king and a leader. Receive leadership anointings and powers. Receive the grace to go through all the changing scenes of life. Receive the grace to be transformed into a real new person. Receive supernatural strength. Receive the ability to implement all the teachings you are receiving every Sunday. Makalo matala mandarila mamandala baba. 
Receive everybody taking a deep breath. Receive the anointing. Receive the grace. Receive the power. Receive it. Receive. 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 The anointing. The power. The Holy Spirit. Receive. 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 Holy Spirit, receive. Receive the Holy Spirit. Father, thank you. Thank you for your mighty power that is flowing on our lives. We love you. We praise you. Thank you for change. Change that is so real that people can't almost relate with what change you have brought about. Transform it to another man. Thank you. Thank you. A powerless person is transformed. A weak person is transformed. A soft person is made harder. A hard person is made softer. The grace of God has appeared to you. Receive the Holy Spirit. Receive the Holy Spirit. Receive the power of the Holy Spirit. Receive kingly anointings. Receive the king's anointing. Anointed to be a king and a leader. Thank you, Father, for this great blessing and this great power. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Every head bowed and every eye closed. If you are here today, you want to give your life to Jesus. Maybe somebody invited you, but you are not a born again Christian. You want to give your life to Jesus Christ. Raise your right hand like this. And I'm going to pray with you. Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. Raise your hand like this. I want to give my life to Jesus. If you've lifted your hand, come to me in the front. I want to pray with you. Come. Come. Come on to Say this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, please forgive me for all my sins. I give my heart to Jesus Christ. I am sorry for all my sins. I am a sinner. Cleanse me. Wash me with the blood of Jesus. Say, thank you, Jesus, for saving me today. Please write my name in the book of life. In Jesus' name I pray. Now say after me, Satan, I bind you. From today, I will not serve you again. I will not follow you again. I belong to Jesus Christ. Lift your two hands like this. Say, I love you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you. I'm giving you one of my books.
Beautiful. Now, when we close, all of you who have lifted your hand, please come to this corner here. We are going to share something with you. Once you have this book, those of you holding, this is your ticket. Come to this side. It's a special section immediately after we close. It's a blessing. Say, I am born again. I am a child of God from today. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. You may go back to your seat. It's time for communion. Serena. Take each, this is my body, which is broken for you. Drink, this is my blood, which was shed for you. can feel the presence of the Holy Spirit. And my blood is drinking deep. The cup of blessing which we bless. It's the communion of the blood of Christ. The bread which we break. It's the communion of the body of Christ. and lo three men in Genesis 18 verse 2 they ran to meet him from the tent door and he said my lord if now I have found favor pass not away I pray from thy servants let a little water I pray you be fetched and wash your feet and rest yourself under the tree verse 5 and I will fetch a morsel of bread and comfort ye your hearts today we are taking the bread and it's going to comfort your heart it's going to minister to your heart as you take this morsel of bread whatever your parents can't give you couldn't and can't may this morsel the body of Jesus Christ the body the bread of God comfort you and replenish and replace what couldn't come to you from human sources this is the supernatural bread 
may power come into you as you receive this supernatural bread. Father, we thank you for the body of Jesus Christ, the bread of God. We receive it and we receive the comfort that is coming to our lives through this bread, the body of Jesus Christ. The body of Jesus Christ. Now the blood. Father, we pray over this wine, this drink. And we say, Lord, it is now your body, your blood. Let it minister to us something great. The washing away of our sins. The neutralizing of the power of satanic personalities in our lives. Let every error, mistake, and sin that we have ever committed be washed away today. By the time we receive this blood, may we become spotless without blemish before your presence. Only through the blood which speaks for us. Have mercy on us, Lord. The blood of Jesus Christ. Lift your hands for your supernatural blessing this week, this month, this year. As we cross over into the second half of the year, may the second half of the year be better for you in every way. May every aspect of your life change and improve your finances your business your ministry and your personality let there be a marvelous improvement through the supernatural help of God in the name of Jesus Christ let me hear your loudest amen now I see your leg entering a river and the river is the river of the blood of Jesus all your big sins are washed away by the blood of Jesus all your big mistakes in terms of the steps you've taken are catered for now by the marvelous blood of Jesus Christ may your mistake turn into a miracle may the wrong step you took turn into a good step by the power of the blood of Jesus may all things turn around and work together for good in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth I see your leg inside that river of blood that's your step that's your mistake Today is a day for mistakes to be turned into miracles. Mistakes to be turned around for good. May the devil be defeated even through your mistake in the name of Jesus.
trap and every long term desire of the enemy to destroy you through your own ways and steps by the blood of the lamb which you are stepping into we neutralize the works of darkness shout your loudest amen shout your loudest amen shout your loudest amen whatever has been following you that you don't want to follow you as you take this step because I see your leg up to halfway in the blood whatever has been part of you following you cannot follow you anymore as you go through the blood of Jesus your sins cannot follow you your mistakes cannot follow you that person cannot follow you demon spirits that have followed you cannot follow you your mistakes cannot follow you anymore receive total deliverance from your mistakes and your errors in the name of Jesus every relationship that you step into every mistake that you stepped into in your life that wasn't good for you that has not been good for you by your step into the blood you are set free from that relationship in the name of Jesus whatever makes you sad and feel unhappy by this blood it is washed away permanently now I'm speaking specifically to a demon of fear whatever is tormenting you and you are afraid of it I rebuke it in the name of Jesus go away every spirit of fear what you fear will happen fear of tomorrow fear of the unknown fear of death fear of diseases fear of accidents fear of falling fear of shame fear of disappointment I rebuke all types of fear from your life in the name of Jesus I remove that spirit from your shoulder whatever torments you frightens you by day or by night I throw a spear through it now in Jesus name you are set free by the power of God you are free by the power of the Holy Spirit if I am your shepherd I stretch out my hand and I say be free from the flies be free from the tormenting locusts be free from the devil spirits be free from the demonic powers in the name of Jesus if I am a shepherd over you I stretch out my hand against the tormenting powers of darkness over your life and I say you are neutralized Satan your power is finished today in the name of Jesus now lift your two hands may the Lord make his face happy towards you may the Lord make his face happy and smile and shine in your direction and may the father be pleased with you may there be nothing about you that is displeasing 
to him from today. Every displeasing aspect of you is cleansed out of your life in the name of Jesus Christ. Receive the grace to become a very great person by the anointing of the Holy Spirit on your life in Jesus' name. And everyone shouted your loudest Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Take your offering out very quickly. Power is here today. There's a lot of power in the church. How many can sense that there's a lot of of power in the church? There's power to save you, power to set you free, and it's changing your personality. Your life is changing by the power of the Holy Spirit. Let us pray over your offering and your tithes. Jesus thanks a million for giving us millions of dollars to do your work. Everyone here who gives turn into a millionaire. Let it not be a strange thing in the first love church to meet a millionaire in church. But let it be common to meet millionaires all over the place. Now, receive the grace to be a millionaire in Jesus' name. A dollar millionaire in Jesus' name. Amen. Today, God has made some people millionaires this morning. Receive it one, two, three. Receive it four. Receive it five. God has done it. The prophecy you believe is the prophecy that you will experience. The man who was leaning on the prophet, on whom the king leaned, he was mocking when the prophet was saying, by this time tomorrow, they'll be, he was just saying, how come all the moon? Why you going? He died the next day. So be careful on your attitude towards the prophetic words all through the years because I speak casually you know when Kenneth Hagin died his son was speaking at his funeral and his son said my father never spoke directly he will tell you something you don't know that that's what he's talking about later you see that that's what he was saying he was actually prophesying he said he talked, he talked to them before he died and he was telling them this and I said now he realized that he never was, was never telling them anything that included him it was now that they realized that he didn't include him the plans he was telling them so now he was giving them instructions he said that that was how he was so when I am prophesying you may think that I'm just chatting I'm telling you some this and that that and that this and that be careful those who have trifled with you over the years it doesn't work, work well so believe and implement and obey and you'll see that your life is going higher in Jesus name I see a number of millionaires being birthed here today. Receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. Instead of spending one and a half hours preaching about how to get your first million, you see, in one second, become a millionaire and that is it. That's all. (laughs) Wow. Is it amazing? Now, I want everybody to give your tithe and give a special millionaire seed today. Give a good millionaire seed today. So maybe you want to review your offering. See if you want to do something better. But whatever. Those who are giving your tithes, come to the front right away. And maybe you want to top up your offering. And say, Lord, 
I heard something about millionaire something. I don't know what it means. But I want to be part of it. Amen. I want to be part of things that are happening. Good things. Great things. Beautiful. Sing it. Come on, where is she? Another church. Say, where's he?
of God's Word. For audio CDs, DVDs, books and other resources by Dykewood Mills, please visit our website at www.dykewoodmills.org. God richly bless you. ABC Tonight. My name is Daniel Garcia. I worked at my family's bakery. My life used to be pretty normal until I met Noah Hamilton. That's when everything changed. My brother and the most famous woman in the world. Sometimes two unlikely ingredients. There's a thing about him. Make the most amazing combination. I just want to make sure you know what you're signing up for. I know that my life can get pretty crazy. I think I could do a little crazy. The Baker and the Beauty series premiere tonight, 10, 9 central on ABC. ABC Tonight, the next chapter of The Bachelor Journey begins. Welcome to Listen to Your Heart. Listen to your heart. 20 single musicians look for the perfect duet. When she sings to me, it just leaves me speechless. Will a passion for music lead to a lasting love? I've dreamt of being with somebody who shares the same passion that I do. Or end on a sour note? It's no fun singing a love song when you're not in love. <laughs> the Bachelor presents Listen to Your Heart, a six-episode event, tonight at 8, 7 central on ABC.